Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, G Day is upon us. We got a lot of questions, uh, even more quarterback questions, wide receiver questions, outside linebacker questions, quarterback questions, and many, many more as we approach G Day on Saturday. This is Believe in Georgia Dogs. All right, welcome in. Uh, we, we hope you have. A, we're geared up for a great weekend. This is the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag and the Row One Brand. Joining me is my main man, Israel Troop. Man, what's up? What's up, brother? Just waiting on this wonderful weather to come through, and man, excited about GTA this weekend, dude. I, I'm I'm so pumped because there's so many things. So many things, so many storylines with this team that I'm excited to see how they shake out. But more importantly, you know, Masters is the unofficial start of spring in the Southeast, right? You know, the official one is like based on the calendar and the moons and all that stuff. But no, not in the Southeast. It's based on when the Masters is. So as you can see um, from my face that spring has started here in Tennessee, uh, it's been really nice all week. We've uh, I've done announcing in a couple of baseball games, so you can tell I'm getting some sun. So this is great. Must be nice because it's been raining here all day today. I think our spring finally hits tomorrow, which is That's you good. know not mad about it with it being Friday. Yeah, I I don't blame you there. Friday uh, that that last bell can't get here soon enough, so you can get outside and and, and enjoy it. But we are presented by BetOnline.ag. They continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs, especially in the sport of basketball. With uh, with NBA playoffs cranking up, uh, my my Atlanta Hawks made it past the play in game, so they will uh, they will advance into the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. So uh, you can find all your latest odds, contests, team matchups, and game trends at BetOnline. Updated odds from everything from those last playing games to the finals game seven, anything in between. You can also bet on hockey base. You can also bet on hockey and baseball as well. Uh, XFL, uh, USFL when that starts here pretty soon. Um, and uh, bet online is your sports headquarters this season, especially NBA head to the website today. Use your mobile device to sign up, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use our promo code believe that's B L E A V to receive your bonus betonline.ag it's where the game starts G day three o'clock Saturday ESPN red versus black now there was a debate so I, I want to ask you this question before we get into like specific uh, position battle stuff and personnel stuff there's been this debate on whether or not and this is this is kind of a this is kind of a unique topic but whether or not like spring games should actually be like is this where with the with the way power 5 is going should springtime be the time where you play your fcs opponent 
and you know help out a in-state FCS program. I saw that. Um, I think it was who was it? Uh, Hugh Freeze kind of brought it up um, mm-hmm. in his press conference the other day. Um, I think he was talking about you know playing Troy and you know like Alabama play UAB, which I think is a great idea. Um, mm-hmm. You know, down here in, in Georgia, I don't know how you guys do in Tennessee, but you can actually play you know an opponent you know for your spring game. Um, yeah, we we can't so, do. We have up to two spring scrimmages. Yeah, so um, down here you could either play a spring game or have two scrimmages in the fall, um, but. I think it's a great idea. Um, I think it's a time to where you really get to evaluate, um, you know, your team against another opponent. Um, mm-hmm. Going into spring, obviously, you don't want any injuries and things like that. I think it, it has to be controlled in a, a controlled environment, um, kind of like how you do inter-squad scrimmages, you know, as far as special teams and things like that because you don't want injuries. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a good idea. Um, I think it's it's a time where, you know, like you say, your FCS schools, um, your lower um, – you know, power five schools can come in and, um, you know, earn a little bit of money. Um, your FCS schools can, can come in because I mean, FCS against, you know, let's say FCS against SEC, you know, they've had a lot of bit, a lot of success against a couple of SEC teams. And, um, I think the competition would be great. So mm-hmm. I'm a fan of it. Um, I do think, you know, you don't want anybody to get hurt. So it has to be controlled, but I think it's a great idea. I think it's something that they need to explore, um, moving forward. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, um, how I look at it for spring practice, if you're going against each other, defense knows your players, you know, the defensive players. Um, their only thing like in G day, you know, it's not scripted for, for the defense anymore. Um, but when you're going against another team, you kind of get to see, you know, your team against, you know, another opponent, which I think is, is, is very important. You know, that's why we go to OTAs and things like that against other teams yeah. in the summertime. Yeah. You just get fresh, fresh, fresh legs out there and you know, your guys can see, people that don't know exactly what they're doing. There's no film study or anything like that. But for TV, I was always kind of curious, like how that would play out on TV as far as, I I think that's probably the last hurdle as far as the logistics of doing something like that. But like, how would it, how would it play out on TV with a controlled scrimmage and no special teams? I mean, would that be something that TV would be willing to say, okay, we can, we can, play this format of, of college football as long as we're getting these matchups? Do you, do you think that's possible? Or do you think TV and the greed behind all the sponsorship dollars and ad dollars that they'd want to see just an actual game? And I think that, you know, I think they want to see a game, which, I mean, the spring game is a game in itself. Because um, you got to think a lot of teams, like last year, FSU, you know, they did, you know, any drills for like the first half and then they came out in a squad scrimmage um, after that. But I think if you, you add an opponent to it, so that team's advertising crew can come in add a little bit and, you know, like say Georgia, you know, comes in, their advertising team can, can add a little bit to it too. I think it, it adds a little bit more excitement because, you know, it's not just Georgia versus Georgia, you know, it'd be like, let's say Georgia versus South That's Alabama or something like that, you know, yeah. Um, something like that, you know, to where Georgia versus Georgia State, you know, um, a deal like that to where, all right, you got your in-state talent, you know, they just rotate every year of who plays who, um, and you just make it fun. You know, you mm-hmm. Georgia can go to go to uh, Turner Field and play, um, you know, things like that. So I think, I think it's just fun. Um, I think you add a little bit more excitement to it. So mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, we get tired of spring after a while, you know, from a player standpoint, because I remember it. I mean, after spring game, you're like, oh, thank God it's over. You know, I'm tired of hitting y'all, 
you know, the whole time. And that's why there's so much excitement for when football season starts because, you know, players get tired of hitting on each other every day. You, you're just yeah. hitting and going against each other every single day. And you there's nothing I mean? at the so, end of the tunnel. I mean, even even the even the thought of lobster and steak just didn't fire you up, did it? No, no, not at all. Because you know we never really got the lobster aspect of it like they do now, which you know that's neither here nor there. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know I, I think it, I think it'll be fun. I think it's a fun idea. Um, yeah, you know even if you put that neutral site. I'll say Georgia plays at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech plays in Athens. You know, just just make it fun. You know, um, go to the go to the the lesser venue. Like go, like go to Kennesaw State and and have something at their venue. Like I think that would be a boost for those programs. That's what I mean. I think that's the primary reason for it is to elevate some of these FCS schools, some of these lower budget schools that need mm-hmm. these games, and you don't have to schedule them in the fall to you know make room for more power five games which think about it with tennessee and not tennessee with texas and oklahoma coming in um to the SEC, nine, nine mean, game conference schedule you know so th- those games are now few and far between and also you don't want any cupcake games in there because you're playing sec teams almost every week now so you're going to need some top-notch competition to keep you going because what happens like us against kent state um, you saw we just kind of milked our way through and, and kind of got through and it kind of bit us, you know, the next game. So, you know, you don't want those games to where, you know, guys are caught looking ahead. So um, I think I think it'll be good. I think it'll be fun. Um, I think Dion was on board too. Um, and I know one person in SEC would definitely be on board is Lane Kiffin as well. So yeah. um, I think it's Praise only a matter Kiffin. of time before. I think Kirby would like that be on. I think they'd be in favor of it. I mean – Actually, I think Nick Saban, you know, your, your top-notch guys um, will definitely be in favor because it's different, something different. Um, but like I say, mm-hmm. I know it's a safety issue, um, most most importantly, um, outside of making money from it. So um, just find a way to keep everybody safe, you know, as they go yeah. into the summer and head into fall camp. And I think um, come up with a plan. Um, and yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see in a couple of years. Yeah, I, I think it would be more controlled than a, than a real fall game because – you know, football is a violent game by nature. So, like, there's going to be injuries that happen just in just in the like you could get an injury in a one-on-one drill. I mean, let's just let's be honest about that. So, I I think the concern outside of you know a normal run of football is a little bit. I I don't know that that's a factor, but yeah. I think it's going to be you know with you know all the guys on the team. Um, yeah. You know, like your walk-ons and, you know, your third and fourth string guys. You know, Wendy, you play those guys. Um, you know, things like that, too, kind of got to, you know, be worked out, too. But um, I definitely think it's a, it's a time to where, you know, you think about it. I'm glad that Hugh Freeze brought it up because I think it's, mm-hmm. it's a great idea. If high schools are doing it, um, you know, NFL's doing it, you know, with their exhibition games at the beginning of the season. Um, so, I think college, you know, it's kind of – I think you can get one in, you know, and, and be okay. Yeah. I mean, you get your ones and twos for the first half, and you get your threes, fours, and walk-ons, and the rest of the guys, the rest of the game. Treat it like an NFL preseason game. You know, the guys that you know are surefire starters, play them like a couple of series and pull them, and let the other guys that you need to evaluate play most of the game. I mean, it's just like an NFL preseason game. It's no different. Absolutely. You need those guys to get that game experience anyway, and what's a better way to do that with a – I know Athens is obviously going to be packed, but 
mm-hmm. um, hear the crowd and, and it'd be constant, you know, crowd noise and, you know, distractions and things like that to where they get used to it already. So by the yeah. time fall hits and, and, you know, the fall and, um, that first game hits, you know, they, they kind of got that on their belt and it's not even a factor anymore. Can you imagine like a Georgia Southern versus Valdosta state matchup? Like in the spring, they're oh, just man. scrimmaging each other. Like that's, that would be fun to watch because you never see yeah. that. You would never yeah. see that. Like and the West Georgia's and, and your yeah. shorters and, and your Mercer, Mercer, like Mercer yeah. versus Kennesaw uh, state um, or like Georgia state or, you know, things like that. So, yeah. Um, Georgia State versus Tech. You know, so man, you might as well. Georgia Tech versus Georgia Tech versus uh Georgia State would be absolutely amazing because they're literally right across the street from each other. Yeah. <laughs> so, the battle right the battle the Yeah, the battle of Spring Street. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> the battle for the varsity. Battle of two eighty five. Yeah, win, win, winner gets winner gets the varsity. So there you go. That'd be that'd be hilarious, but yeah, I, I would love to see it. But uh, until it happens, I guess it's only just a just a pipe dream. So let's uh, let's move along. We and we may go into overtime here with a little bit. We may not get all the questions answered, but that's okay. Um, but the quarterbacks, like we've talked about and talked about and talked mm-hmm. about them ad nauseum. It's an important position, so obviously it probably needs to be talked about. But what are you looking for from these quarterbacks when you watch G Day? I'm looking to see, um, obviously, Carson Beck's number one right now. I'm looking to see him take command in the offense, um, which I think he has. But I think it's, it's time to see him um, in a position where he's not splitting reps every other series. You know, he can, you know, sustain drives and things like that, ready to see who's going to be the backup. Um, I still think it's a competition between uh, Brock and Gunner. Um, Gunner's doing a phenomenal job, but I think he's behind simply because, one, Brock came in early. He's a year, year older. Um so, and Gunner was down on the scout team. Um, so I'm looking to see, you know, how he's progressed, you know, throughout, throughout this spring. Um, and, you know, just looking to see who, who the guys have confidence in, you know, um, from a standpoint of, are you a game manager or your playmaker? That's really what it is. Um, yeah. So I think, Brock, I think Brock, not Brock, but I think uh, Carson, it's time for Carson to step up and mm-hmm. uh, show that it, this is mine. Um, but I also think that those guys need to continue to push him every single day. Yeah, I want to see poise from Beck. I, I want to see when he throws a bad pass, when he gets pressured, I want to see the poise in the pocket. I want to see him bounce back and make a brilliant throw after a bad one. That's the thing I need yeah. to see out of Carson Beck because I haven't seen that. That that will get him from game manager to playmaker. Yes. For Brock, I, I think we've got to see the dynamic – style that he brings I think we need to see that come you know onto the table you know I, I think we need to see throws on the run I think we need to see I, I don't know how much they're going to be involved in the run game obviously so that's going to be you know this doesn't favor Gunner at all because some of the things he does really well is run the football as part of the running game but yeah. you know I you need to see Brock take command of this offense you need to see him ha- throw with confidence and Gunner He's going to have to find some way to make up ground. So he's going to have to be electric. He's going to have to come in and just be one of those guys where you're just like, he, he makes more wow plays than both Carson and Brock for him to have a chance going into fall camp. So in a Mike Bobo system, how does a Gunner Stockton make up ground in a competition he's like, like, be, like he's in? 
he just got to be there every day. You know, after talking with, you know, Christian LeMay and, you know, I was there with him um, during that transition as well. Um, Aaron Murray and, and um, Hudson Mason were in front of him. You know, it's one of those deals to can you handle it, you know, or um, if you kind of see the writing on the wall, because I think Carson Beck has, what, one more year, one, mm-hmm. two more years, something like that. Um, are you willing one. to wait? Um, yeah, I think you maybe know, two. Yeah, so are you willing to wait, or do you think, you know, hey, you know, I kind of see the writing on the wall, kind of see how, where this is going, um, yeah. because recruiting doesn't stop. You know, so they are, they're looking for somebody else to come in and, and you know, to get, get the job done. So it's just going to be one of those situations to where, you know, stay, play within yourself, you know, do your job, and I think you'll be fine. But I think the competitor within Gunner um, will be fine. Um, mm-hmm. But like you said, I'm, I'm looking for for Carson to take command of this offense. Um, he's got a great offensive line. He's got some playmakers behind him, um, some playmakers out wide, most definitely. Um, the best tight end group in the nation. Um, to help him out as well. So it's just up to him now. It's his job to lose, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Now you talked about the weapons outside of him. Uh, some of the guys that I think have really kind of opened some eyes and, and some, some of the guys that you talked about um, especially. But, you know, for what I want to see from from the two new guys, Dominic Lovett and Ra Ra Thomas, I want to see them build, build a rapport. I want to see them just kind of get acquainted and be comfortable with an offense because you'll be able to, within their first few plays, you'll be able to tell if you watch them if they're comfortable or not. And if they're not comfortable, they're just going to look clunky. There may be some miscommunications, things like that. I want to see them be able to have a rapport because they can make some plays. Ra-Ra Thomas did it Absolutely. at Mississippi State. He's he's electric. And Dominic Lovett is a is a speed guy. He's a slot guy. Somebody that can really make, you know, hurt you in a lot of ways. I want to see them get acquainted. Dylan Bell, he's right there on the cusp of being a really top-notch rotational guy because I don't think he's going to crack the starting lineup with uh, Arian Smith, Marcus Rosemary, Jack Saint, and Lad McConkey. I don't think he's going to I don't think he's going to crack that top 3. Those those three are just too good, um, but I, I think he can get some serious reps, especially if they go like ten personnel. He can be the next guy in, or Dominic Lovett's going to be the next guy in, or like how's he? How's Dylan Bell with a year in the system under his belt? How is he going to separate from the two newcomers? Can he separate from the two newcomers? Can he carve out a niche for himself? And then, and then before you go, Arian Smith, I'm excited to see him become a legit deep threat. Absolutely. Um, you know, love it. Um, just from being at spring practice is the most polished out of the two um, that we got this year. Um, you know, Dylan Bell is obviously, you know, he's the shorter, quicker um, physical guy. Um, Robert Thomas is getting his feet wet, just learning, just learning this system. Because, you know, Mike Leach's system is totally different than what we're doing right now. So I'm yeah. pretty sure his wheels are spinning, but I think he, he'll learn it as, as he goes along. Um, the fact that we have so many weapons, I mean, we have legit six receivers that can go in at any time. And yeah. if, if you know, history repeats itself, you know, Georgia does re- rotate receivers, you know, all the time. A good deal. So yeah. everybody's going to get a shot. Everybody's going to play. Um, but right now, to me, uh, McConkie, uh, Rosemary Jackson, Aaron Smith to the three, kind of going to start it for me. Um, just from mm-hmm. <clears throat> one of me watching and just from what they've done, you know, the past couple of years, um, well, obviously it. we got Brock coming in as well. So, yeah. you know, when we go 11 personnel, Brock's obviously going to be in the game, you know, but mm-hmm. we have the option to go, you know, uh, double O personnel, empty type stuff with uh, legit five wides. 
Um, you know, ten personnel with, with you know Bowers coming off. You know, going yeah. going straight forward wide. So we have that option this year to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so and we I'm can excited, get some ten personnel know. looks with Brock and with eleven personnel in. Also, absolutely. You know, you, and don't forget Meeks. Uh, Meeks has had a great had a, has, has had a great spring as well. Um, and like like I said earlier, he is a large young man that can run mm-hmm. really really fast. They can do a lot of a lot of things. He's a very physical guy too. Um, you know, one thing we do well is throw screens. You know, I think mm-hmm. uh, Coach Bobo has done a good job of getting the ball to the fast guys um, and letting those guys work. You know, it's very unselfish offense if you really think about it because anybody yeah. can catch the ball. Um, obviously, you're going to get the ball to your playmaker. So having the option of we legit have, what, seven, I, I think about six to seven re- legit receivers right now, you know, that can go yeah. get it. So um, I'm excited to see those guys that not just – I wouldn't say make plays, just gel with the quarterback. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, they're going to make plays, but just gel with the new quarterback, um, create some chemistry, and mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what they do in the spring game. And when you say chemistry, you mean like Carson Beck or Brock Vandergriff or Gunnar Stockton, whoever's ended up being quarterback one, could be blindfolded and throw to a spot and know that they're going to be there. That's what I consider yeah. chemistry. You know, yes, just the that, fact that you, you know, know without whoever's in there, no matter whether it's Aaron Smith, the lad obviously going to be the guy, Bowers is going to be the guy um, from a tight end standpoint. But just knowing that the rest of your guys are going to be there when you need them, they can go make that yeah. play, um, they can beat anybody out wide. Um, because I mean, we're the hunted now, you know, we're back to back, you know, national champions. Um, we're never the hunted, you know, we're always the hunters. What, 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 what yeah, we what we've built the last couple of years, um offensively um, needs to continue, you know? So obviously we know our defense is going to be great, but you got to score points in this league, um, especially now in order to win football games. So it's just going to be one of those deals to where let's keep it going. Um, you know, we've had a good recruiting class. Um, mm-hmm. These guys, these guys are dynamic, man. Just watching the, the link that we have, um, the athleticism that we have out wide. I'm very impressed. So um, we have our offensive lines coming back. So, it's it's really going to come down to who's throwing the football, in my opinion. At the end of the day, yeah, and that whoever guy? that is is going to earn it, and they're going to have a lot of good weapons to throw to. They're also going to have a lot of good weapons to turn around and hand the ball off. So, to me, the guy that stands to benefit the most from G Day because of injury, mostly, is Branson Robinson, who they call Baby Chubb. And he has a legitimate chance to carve out a role for himself and really kind of force another three running back rotation. Uh, you know, you have, mm-hmm. you have Dejon Edwards and obviously Kendall Milton, um, both of them battling injuries uh, throughout this spring. Probably not going to see much of them in, in the G-Day game. But again, Branson Robinson has a, has a huge opportunity in front of him to carve out a really, really nice role for himself. And I'm excited to see it because that dude, when he came in in uh, in relief as like a closer role in late in a lot of these games last season, impressive. I mean, just the way he yeah. runs, the vision that he has, he runs like a freight train. I mean, it's I, he's going to be he's going to be a special one. He's going to be a special dude. Absolutely, you know, it's one of those deals to where when you're playing running back, it has to be natural. You know, and he, he's yeah. a natural running back, kind of like the two that we have in front of him um, right now. You know, and sometimes, you know, with injuries, you know, you hate it, obviously, especially if you're the player. Trust me, I've had mm-hmm. plenty of them. Um, but at the same time, you know, if you're the next guy up, you know, you got to seize the opportunity. So yeah. with with 
with Miss Robinson, it's just point to where, all right, hell, I'm, I'm the man now in, in my mind, you know, with, with injuries and, you know, you never know how much time they're going to get Saturday. I'm looking to light this day and scoreboard up right now, you know, trying mm-hmm. to show what I got and can I be dependable right now? It's just, can you be dependable? You know, right. cause there, there may be a point to where, um, you may be in every down back, you know, and, and, they, and the other two are switching with you. So, you know, this is yeah. definitely a time to you know, seize the opportunity, um, you know, and, um, and have fun, man. I mean, obviously your talent has gotten you here. Um, you obviously in the rotation last year as well. Um, now it's just time to solidify how much playing time you're going to get um, when the fall happens. Well, leading into the fall. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And and the guys blocking for him, uh, Blasky and Green, uh, Austin Blasky and, and, and Ernest Green competing for that other tackle spot, probably the left tackle spot, because I think Mims, is, Mims who is a giant human being, by the way, is going to be playing at right tackle um, and future Sunday player. And when I say future, I mean like the near future. Uh, this offensive line is going to be really fun to watch. Uh, if you like offensive line play, which we are both coaches, we love offensive line play. Um, and love the heavy this bellies. is love the heavy the, bellies. Yeah, the, these. If you love heavy belly football, this is this is the team to watch, man. This is Van Pran, Ratledge, uh, and uh, you know you have Amarius Mims who can play across the board, and <laughs> so many other guys that can just step in and just destroy you and demoralize you. Yeah. This this offensive line reminds me a lot of uh, the Alabama offensive line when Leatherwood and, and that group came in. We were actually talking yeah. about that in the coach's office the other day. Um, yeah. Just the sheer size, um, experience that we got coming at. Having, and the way they move, too. Right. They're not just big. They just, they can move. They are athletic as all yeah. get out. You know, Coach Shorts has come in um, and done, done a great job that Coach Lou kind of established um, before he left. Um, so this, I mean, this group is very, very, very fun to watch and, um, it's only going to get better. You know, when you have guys that are six, eight, over 300 pounds, that can move the way that Mims moves, that can move the way that Rattlers moves. You have a center, you know, that's smart, um, that can get you in and out of situations. Um, and Van Brand, I mean, that's just a recipe for greatness. And as you can see, two nice championships later, we still rock and rolling. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So we gotta get some love to the to the heavy bellies. But let's let's go over defense real quick before we uh, before we wrap this thing up. Um, the I guess the biggest storyline to watch. I mean, obviously the defensive backfield and the defensive line are stacked. We know that, and we're gonna see them make plays. But I want to see these outside linebackers, especially our three true freshmen, how they get thrown into the fire. And they're gonna get a huge chance on Saturday because Michael Williams. Is is out right now with injury. We know what he we know what he is, but Gabe Harris, who you you're a big fan of, mm-hmm. Samuel and Pemba and and Damon Wilson, all three of them at times head was swimming, um, at other times big time playmakers. But they're early enrollee freshmen, so that's to be expected. I'm, I I, I want to see how comfortable they can get within this defensive scheme. I want to see how far they've come from day one of spring practice to day 15 of spring practice. So this is going to be, this is going to be a fun watch and, and, and see who kind of says, all right, I'm the guy. Yeah, absolutely. When I was there, I think, uh, and Ben was, was a little bit ahead of a curve, um, for mm-hmm. the other two. And then Harris is right behind that's him. The, that's the um, IMG in him. Yeah. Just from watching, um, the, the two days that I was there, 
Um, but you know, I've, I've seen Gabe Harris, um, in person. Um, that young man is what Kirby says and what we say all the time, a dog. Um, so I think it's just the point to where once he learns, you know, what to do, you know, um, and, and he will, um, he's a very smart player. He's a very, uh, um, instinctive player as well. Um, and he's just a physical guy. You know, mm-hmm. he's a physical guy. I think he had our quarterback running for his life um, a lot of the night um, from the simple fact that, I mean, he was just pushing people out of the way. Um, yeah. But it's going to be interesting to see how these guys develop. You know, right now it's just, all right, you're a freshman, you're coming, you came early, you're excited. Um, you got yelled at and cussed out every day because you're <laughs> yes. up. Um, yes. You know, um, Kirby Smart's telling you you're a five-star and that doesn't matter anymore. You know, but you know, once the dust settles, you know, they get out there Saturday and they're able to actually play. Um, and I have to worry about, you know, this, that, and the third, and they're just able to play football. Um, I think yeah. they'll be fine. That's the thing, you know, but when you're coming in early, you know, once you're you're on the grass, you're just able to play football, you know, yeah. like a game situation. I think it kind of, the everything takes care of itself after a while. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And, and I'm, I'm excited too. And just to kind of see how they, how they handle the ebbs and flows of what's uh, what's happening in front of them. So um, I'm, I'm excited about that. Also um, I'm excited to see who's going to be CB two. Um, obviously Kamari Lasseter has made uh, quite the impression uh, taken over for Keely Ringo in that top corner spot. Is it going to be Nyland green? Who's had a really nice spring practice or is it going to be Dalen Everett? Who's also had a really nice spring uh, spring practice session. So those two guys are going to be competing for that for that other starting spot. And I guess the other one will kind of rotate in at nickel or, you know, star or whatever. They'll they'll be packages to to where they get three corners on the field. And those two plus Corey Laster will be on the field. But, you know, to to add one of those two to the bunch with uh, Javon Bullard, uh, to to add him to the bunch with uh, Tyke Smith and, and uh, Malachi Starks. I dude, this is the most excited I've been for a secondary since Richard LeCount was patrolling back there. Man, absolutely. You know, the days of having uh, Baker, um, LeCount, having uh, Dominic Sanders, and then you go all the way back to Boykin, Sanders Cummings, um, Bakari uh, Rambo. Bakari Rambo. Then you go all the way back to Mentor. Um, who I yeah, Demario uh, Mentor. Uh, yeah. Mentor, you got... Um, Blue, Blue. Thomas Davis, yeah. uh, Sean Jones, Kentrell Curry, and uh, Tim Jennings. You know, back go, all, go all the way back to then. You know, so, Tim Jennings and I, you know, like, we, we were freshmen at the same time. Absolutely, I, I love Tim. Um, and just just going back, you know, we we produce corners. You know, got about to win Kirby. You know, um, Bay Cham Bailey. You know, Kirby Smart. You yeah, know, that guy. All <laughs> yeah, those two. <laughs> You know, we, we've always been really good in the secondary, you know, despite everything that, really that everybody kind of says. But, um, you know, that uh, CB2 is really going to be interesting, you know, uh, whatever. And Nylon Green, I, I'm, I'm a huge Nylon Green fan. Um, like I said, I've been waiting on this young man to, to burst onto the scene, and, and he really has. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got some competition behind him, you know, yeah. with Stark and Bullard um, and Tyke Smith. You know, those guys are, are solidified right now. Tyke Smith mm-hmm. coming off an of injury. Um, has been lights out. Kirby's looking at him to kind of lead that group on the back end. Um, Bullard coming in after having a phenomenal season last year. Um, yeah. Stark being the freshman 
coming in and doing what he did last year. Um, yeah. I think this is the first year in a long time to where we aren't worried about secondary. It's just the point of who's going to be that other guy. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely, yeah. And I'm excited to see it. My prediction is Nylon Green. I think it's going to end up jumping up there and getting that. I, I think I'm he's just got a – I think on this day. <laughs> he's just some of the physical, some of the physical attribute stuff. I, I think he's just got a slight leg up over Dalen Everett, which is not a bad thing for Dalen Everett. Um, I, I think it's going to mm-hmm. be a pretty, pretty nice little battle there. But I think Nylon Green has just been, I, I, this is just, just a hunch for me. But um, before we get out of here, um, Ugga 11 is going to be unveiled on Saturday too. So that's some exciting stuff. So we got a new Ugga coming in. Really, don't don't let Peter know that because they're really upset about that. Yeah. Let me just say this, uh, Peter, if you're listening, this is the end of the show. And yeah, all right, yeah, so for, we're going to do the Peter ending right now, and that's the end of the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. We'll see you back here next week. Go dogs! Okay, now we can talk. All right, yeah, we're getting a new Ugga. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Peter lives better than most humans. You know what I mean? So. Um, he doesn't live better than us humans. Yeah, they they have phenomenal owners who who have been a staple, um, you know, in UGA history for a very very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is this is very exciting to see a new UG unveiled, and um, you know, it's just a, it's a great time to be in Athens right now. My hope is this UG is a little more lively than UG ten. I love UG ten. UG ten presided over two national championships, but. Um, I hope this hug is a little more lively. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, you know, traveling, man. You know, they they travel up from Savannah, and you know, mm-hmm. those long days, man. You know, just kind of take where's the tears on you? Once you get there, you got to take pictures and see all these people. And, I mean, you know, just hearing that makes me want to lay on an ice bag. Absolutely, just just living a great dog life. You know what I mean? So it's gonna it's gonna be great. You know, we got the new artwork in the stadium now. You know, they're redoing. I think it's the east end zone part over there. Um, you know, so they got a lot of construction going on. So it's a lot of great things going on in Athens right now. Um, you know, my man Tanner Steins, um, who's a you know helps in the athletic office. You know, put up some pictures of the new artwork that's going on yeah. around the stadium. So. Um, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun time in Athens this weekend. That's for sure. Heck yeah, um, I'm I'm excited for it. No doubt, lots of back to back artwork also on on display. Maybe Josh Brooks will wear his new kicks that he got from Nike that the say back to back on them. Not even gonna yeah. lie. Josh, send us a pair if you, if you, if you don't mind. Nike, um, we could use a pair. We're the fastest growing Georgia podcast. We could definitely, definitely use those. So, um, but it's going to be a good weekend. I think it's, I think it's going to be a really good marketing weekend. I think we're the only game on national TV. Yeah, the only US, spring game. Well, tomorrow. Um, does Colorado play next week? I think. Yeah. They got to play next week because they were hitting today at practice today. So they just yeah. got to be next week. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. But, uh, well, dude, um, we're gonna get we're gonna get the people off into their weekend so that they can uh, so they can watch a G Day. So, uh, if you're listening to this on Saturday afternoon, G Day is up next. If you're listening to this uh, on today on Friday in your commute, or you're watching this instead of working, um, 
this is your lunch break. So uh, get back to work. But we are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. Uh, while, while you're at it, while you're procrastinating and listening to us or watching us, go to rowonebrand.com, order your vintage art watch. Dogs 20 is actually your promo code that you want to use. Get you some really nice watches. Or mm-hmm. if you have a, if you have somebody, a friend or a loved one that's a fan of another team that you want to, like, let's say, let's say like, for my sake, I'm I married I married a Clemson girl. So if I wanted to get her a Clemson watch, I could do so. I could still use the dogs twenty promo code, but I could buy a Clemson watch. Or I love her. Yeah. Or let's say let's say you're just feeling really generous and you wanna you wanna send a Florida watch down to your cousin Ben. You could do that. Just make sure you use promo code dogs twenty to get that discount. Yeah, 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 don't don't you don't want to buy a gator watch, but uh yeah, just uh use that promo code, get that discount, whatever watch you buy. Uh it's 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 a great one. But we're gonna get out of here. Uh, again, uh Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe in Network, presented by Bet Online and the Row One brand. We hope you have a safe and wonderful weekend. Enjoy G Day, enjoy UGA eleven, enjoy all the playmakers. Hopefully these questions get answered very clearly that we discussed. Uh, and we hope you continue to listen, subscribe, hit the bell notification uh, to, to know when our next episode is popping up. Find us wherever you find your podcast. Find us on social media as well. If you want a good follow, Israel is a great follow on social media. So make sure you do that. Do it now. I'll give you a chance to do it now because until next time, we'll see you back here next week. We'll talk about G-Day and beyond. But until then, go dogs. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.